Welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays, sometimes Tuesdays, because... When it's a holiday, Tuesdays are for podcasts. <laughs> or whatever day we can get together and do. <laughs> or whenever, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, this week it is Thanksgiving, um, and so we're bringing you the podcast on Tuesday, a little early, Happy Thanksgiving. We're also doing the podcast on a new computer. Praise Jesus in heaven. Um, so yeah, we're we're really excited to um, all new things, all new things, all new things. All so new first things. order of business to take yes. care of. Got to get um, something out of the way. You guys might have seen the post that I did today. Excuse me. Regarding <laughs> how dare you? I had to fart. I know. Regarding. Our so-called sponsor called That's So Gay. Um, the whole business is a scam. Um, we did not realize that. And hopefully hopefully you guys hadn't ordered anything yet. If you did, um, talk to your banks about getting the money back. Explain to them the situation. Becky had um, her bank is giving her money back. Um, it's a lot more simple than you guys think. If yeah. you go through PayPal, they can take care of it. If you call your credit card company, just say it was a fraudulent charge. They open a case and then they automatically give you your money back and your bank does the same thing. Just explain the situation and they give you your money back. I hope no one did. Um, you know, this was a lesson learned. We are fairly new to this whole thing when it comes to sponsorships so we'll just be more careful very very careful yeah and uh yeah you know like i said i would be a lot more upset if i had not gotten my money back but i did so um if you are one of the unfortunate few like myself it's very easy to get your money back um and then just what you do from there is Report the company. Yeah. Um, I did. Report uh, their, we, we both did. Report their page. Yeah. Uh, they have Facebook and Instagram. I cannot find a Twitter. No, they don't. But, um, um, you can report them to the Better Business Bureau, even if they don't have a Better Business Bureau listing. Any business that doesn't have a listing, you can, you can start one and start a claim. Like, it's, it's really easy to do. That's what I did. And they do a full investigation. Um, it's even considered an internet crime and you can report them to the FBI and I did too. And it's IC3.gov. Like it's very easy to do. You fill out a form, you send it to them. Same thing. They go in and they investigate it. So and this, this stands for any fraud that you find on the internet. Yeah. This can that... happen to literally anybody guys. This is Facebook has had ads out. Oh, for a God. while and now that instagram is following along with the same algorithm and they're starting to target people even more now around the holidays and it's really insidious even more what this company does because they're specifically targeting the queer community like specifically so um just be careful with ads if they're if they're not someone you know a legitimate company that you can verify or an Etsy business, absolutely do not trust them and don't buy from them. That's just, that would be my rule of thumb. If it's an ad that just pops up uh, nine times out of 10, it's, they call it selective scamming, where they'll 
send product to like influencers so they can at least have something to make their social media look legitimate. But to regular folks, they just take their money and run and it's a crime. It is illegal. They, you, that's not something that you can get away with. I mean, they can for so long, but eventually it's, it'll catch up to them. So um, again, like we said, we just wanted to discuss it, get it out, get it out in the open, let you guys know. Um, in the meantime, obviously, Calm Your Body Down is always going to be a sponsor. Uh, and... Calm Your Body Down is the best. And, and okay. Right. And, um, you know, in the future, we'll just reach out and continue to try to find legitimate sponsors. And if anybody out there would like to sponsor us or know of anybody, please drop us a line. We give everything out at the end of every episode. So we Well, we just... do it at the beginning now. Yeah, that's right. The beginning now. So, um, so yeah, guys, for sure. Like, we just wanted to make sure everybody knew. Um, report their page. Hopefully, you didn't buy from them. But if you did, just know that you can very well get your money back. And, um, yeah, just lesson learned. And we'll keep an eye out in the future. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but now a word from our only sponsor, which right now, to be honest, is the best anyway. So, <laughs> number one sponsor. Calm your body down. Uh, um, if you guys have been following on the social media pages, uh, page, well, there's a website too, so technically pages. Um, there, I'm like, <laughs> um, Couple quick announcements. Uh, new formula with the rose bath salts. Um, they now have pink Himalayan salt and the sugar plum and frankincense bath bombs will be up for sale tomorrow. So um, the 20% off sale will be running till mid-December. Um, and I'm putting it out now <laughs> just to everybody. Uh, I am officially only doing post office drops on Mondays and Fridays unless there's a holiday. I'm only doing them two times a week on two different days during the week because it is just too much to run back and forth all over God's creation to the post office whenever wherever and I'm not whatever I know whatever. right like I'm not doing it especially the closest it's getting to the holidays so unless it falls on or before or after a holiday uh post office drops will only be done on Mondays and Fridays um sometimes if there's a special circumstance I'll make it but that's the only time and please please keep in mind that every I've added a new disclaimer to the Etsy page that every item is made to order um, I try to do that specifically because A, I work in a small space, so I don't have enough for backstock, and B, I believe in delivering fresh products right to you right as soon as they're done. So um, I just think that keeps up with the natural of the product. So it takes at least a day or two for the product to settle to package Same. and then once it's shipped it's in the hands of the postal service and obviously there's some delays now with the holiday and with covid numbers going up so typically i try to guarantee at least three to five business days 
with shipping, but once it's out of my hands, it's in the hands of the post office. But I always make sure I send tracking numbers. I am a trusted business. Again, trust Etsy businesses, trust people that you know, and trust legitimate shops that you can verify. I am a legitimate shop. So, um, I'm just kidding. Right. Um, <laughs> back alley somewhere. Uh, so it's legit down on Etsy. And down.com and um following all covid guidelines wearing all the ppe when i make your product so everything is safe and sound i know she keeps saying i think she keeps thinking i'm saying pp and i swear guys when she makes her bath bombs she wears the pp i wear all the pp i do i swear to god i'm over abundance i am 12 i'm like she wears all the pp over abundance of pp she goes to the bathroom she rubs it on Showers in the pee pee, <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, time to make bath bombs." Oh I'm covered that's in the so pee pee. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, but yes, guys, check out the socials. See your BD. Calm your body down on everything. Um, and like I said, Christmas uh stuff will since will be out tomorrow. Um, everything's twenty percent off till mid December. And thanks again. Calm your body down. LLC, LLC, LLC. Calm your body down. <laughs> well, you said you sugar I'm plums. I'm like, I'm actually, I'm starting to get into Christmas spirit. So sugar plums like are coming out. So yeah, I'm you got to do the dance with the sugar plum fairy. That's my favorite. My favorite. I heard on the radio the other day that the Cincinnati Ballet is still putting on the Nutcracker play this year, but they're doing it virtual. So is the Trans Siberian Orchestra concert. Oh, that makes me so happy. It's virtual, but I was like. Mm. as much as I love that you're doing that I want to see that in yeah, person see I've never seen that in person so I actually want to see that in person someday the Nutcracker Ballet I've seen in person a bunch of times especially when I was a kid because my mom would always get tickets so I'm just glad that they're still deciding to do it right. but they're offering it virtual because it is oh it's beautiful it's, it's beautiful Thank it's something you. I remember and I miss when the uh, Crone Conservatory. This makes no reference if you live in Cincinnati. I'm sorry. Actually, if you want to come to Cincinnati, Eden Park is gorgeous. And they decorate their beautiful... Um, it's like basically a big greenhouse called Crone Conservatory. And they decorate it all up for Christmas. But back in the day, they used to put a fake sugar plum tree with a big train train display. But they haven't done it in years. But it's okay. It's still fun to see because they have big giant Christmas trees and the train display they still do. So yeah, Crone Conservatory is like one of my favorite places. It's a staple if you come to Cincinnati. Like you have to come to Eden Park if you come to Cincinnati. You have to. And the gazebo at Eden Park is haunted. And Bullshit. we will definitely be doing a podcast about that because that story is fucking crazy. Gazebos. Guy, Bullshit. Guy shot his wife in broad daylight. Yep, and her ghost still haunts it to this day. And I've been there at night. I never saw it, but apparently... She hanging out? She just hangs out. Oh, okay. She's like, how you doing? By the gazebos. And she just pops out. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I die, I'm going to be that ghost that goes to gazebos, and I'm just going to pop out and scream, It's bullshit! Scare the fuck out of people. I still love that. He might see. I want to 
gonna be the one. I'm gonna go. It's Britney, bitch. Like, <laughs> it's so true though. Why did you never see? <laughs> I was dying the other day because I was on my way home from here, actually, from doing the podcast, and I sometimes play my iPod. I sometimes on my phone, I haven't said iPod because I haven't had my iPod in about 12 years. So, Hilarious. okay. Um, but I was playing Spotify on my phone and it played that song, Scream and Shout. And I started laughing because I was like, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard this song in years. That song came out when I was 18 years old because I remember specifically it being huge when I went to my first club at 18. Pulse nightclub. I will never. My stomach. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, Pulse. <laughs> first of all, when I was 18, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to a club. Look at me. And now that I'm 27, I'm honey, like, I hate clubs. Honey. We're 18 honey, years old. I have one word for you. When I was 18 metropolis oh god when she was a young woodhog that place was a petri dish i'm lucky i'm still alive okay let me tell you they used to have wet t-shirt contests you know (laughs) i need to turn down this volume i'm old i'm old y'all I remember, I remember when you would listen anybody to Kiss 107, though, and they would talk about Metropolis. Anybody that's from Cincinnati right now, that's like late 30s, early 40s, are all going, we all just, we all just died a little inside. We all just went, oh. And some of y'all have kids and they're going, dad, mom, what's wrong? Nothing, nothing, son. Just, Don't worry. We heard a word. <laughs> That we never thought we'd ever hear again. It's <laughs> like a horror story. No, guys, listen. We're going to get to the episode. Just hold on. I know. I'm sorry. So, um, I went to Pulse Nightclub. I was 18 years old. I went with two friends of mine. I'm still friends with both of those people. Not as close, but I'm still friends with them. And um, we all thought we were hot shit because we went oh, there. Of and this guy literally kept following me around. Everywhere I went. Yeah, because... And he he wasn't being... You're telling the same story every girl has told oh, yeah. from every club ever. But here's the funny... <laughs> p- I have a point to the story, though, okay. because this happens to everyone. So my friend's like, we can act like lovers to throw him off. Well, we're 18, so we don't understand that that doesn't do shit. Um, so... I'm like, I have a girlfriend, and he's like, oh, where's your girlfriend at? And I'm like, she's over here. And then, of course, he goes, we'll prove that she's your girlfriend. And I'm like, I was down with it, but she was not. So that didn't happen. So I was like, I don't have to prove anything to you. Um, You just need to leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) Within five minutes, this girl who looked like she was about 12 comes up to me and goes, Girl, what's your girlfriend got? I ain't got. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then we just, I was like, we have to leave. I'm like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> By that point, you were so drunk. <laughs> you were like, then a 12-year-old came out of Munchkin Land and was like, <laughs> I literally said, how did yo, you Yo, what's up, baby? Here? And you're like, oh my God, somebody did not check your fake ID. I'm pretty sure it was on a Cheerios box. 
we need to like literally <laughs> she she said what your girl got that I ain't got and I wanted to say height and that's fucking terrible of me because you know that's awful I would she wasn't go... a dwarf though she was not a dwarf that's the thing she was an actual like normal like she had no dwarfism but she looked 12 and I didn't understand I'm like how did that well, Are you one of these people? I children? would go, I would go, you know what she doesn't come with? Possibly 15 years. <laughs> Maybe eight with good behavior. <laughs> and probation. That's what she doesn't come with. You motherfucker. Unlike child. you. That's what I would say. I'd be like, you come with 15 years potentially. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not trying to go to prison. I'm not trying to do that. Orange is the New Black is a motherfucking TV show. It wasn't even on yet. That's and, crazy. Right? I know, but still, even now, it's a fucking TV show. It's not re- it doesn't really happen like no. that. Otherwise, bitch, I'd be in prison. They all look like Give me an Alex. They all look like my husband. <laughs> I promise. They do though. I promise you they all have thicker beards than he does. There are no... Everywhere. There are no Alex Vazes. No. There are no, no Ruby Roses. No. There are no... There's not even a Pussay. There's no... There's not... There's not... No, there's definitely not that. No. Absolutely not. Oh, yeah. And there's not sex all the time. No. Probably, but... I mean, there's some, I would say, but not to that degree. But it looks like Sasquatch and Chewbacca. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> My brain looked at it. My brain was like, let's picture this. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> so, Franklin. <laughs> so, guys. Uh, new Haunted Location episode 20 fucking minutes later. Um, Guys, it has been a day in a million. It, it has been, been a year. A, it has been a year. The COVID exhaustion is getting year. real. It's getting real. We're eight months guys, into this shit. I think you guys appreciate it. And we're just... We're, I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm just tired. I'm so, so tired. <laughs> not the Bryans. <laughs> oh, God, not the Bryans. My Brian is... <laughs> Do you guys ever type God. the word brain if your phone says Brian? Because it's really funny. All the time. Um, so time. first of all, to correct, yeah, last I week we said up. it was in Middletown. I fucked up. And so sorry. I kept trying to do research on the place, and I'm like, I can't motherfucking find this place in Middletown. And I she said, up. yeah, it's in Cleveland. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so in my defense, there actually is a castle-style mansion in Middletown that is apparently haunted as fuck that's called the Sorg Mansion. Um... I do know where it is. I've actually driven past it, and part of it has been torn down in the back. I don't even think anybody is trying to, uh, I really honestly think in recent reports that I've read that the town is trying to get it torn down, Um, so I don't even think there's any possibility of touring it, and there's really not a whole lot of information about it, so. um, Can I ask you a stupid question about it? Do you know if it has a boiler room? I don't. Okay. I was just curious because a friend of mine has went somewhere in Middletown that's hard to get into. 
And it had a boy in the room, and he said it literally looked like a Freddy nightmare. Possibly. And he got touched in that room, too. It's a really old, it looks like Franklin Castle. It's a really, really old, old house. It's got a fence around it. I mean, it it looks scary as fuck. It possibly could, but there's just not a lot of information about it. And I honestly, honestly think that it's like in the middle of the town. It's very dilapidated. Like I said, the whole back end of the property they had to tear down this past year. Could you say that and it's in the middle of town? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord God. Okay. <laughs> she loves me. I do love it's but a, yes, we fucked up. I fucked up. It's not in Middletown. Um, it's in Cleveland. It's in definitely in Cleveland. But Cleveland. it's still in Ohio. And it is very haunted. haunted. It's haunted. Very haunted. Let's go. A lot of reports that it's haunted. I don't even know if you can tour it right now. I don't know if you can either. Um. Yeah, from what I've found, it's in this... I don't know. It's in this kind of like weird... Like somebody owns it and I think they're trying to turn it into a private residence so i wouldn't want to live there possibly <laughs> not going to be able to tour it anytime soon but i definitely want to live there no um so do you do you want to yeah. yeah that's fine oh, yeah. so it is a victorian it's a victorian style stone house it was built in the american queen anne style it's located at 4308 franklin boulevard in cleveland the building has four stories and more than 20 rooms and 80 windows. Holy shit. You, 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 don't you need... can tell by the picture. There's a lot of fucking windows. All the, time, all the windows. No privacy. In the late 19th century, when it was built, Franklin Boulevard was one of the most prestigious residential avenues in Cleveland. It is actually reported to be the most haunted house in Ohio. So if you guys look at a map, it's literally right at the tippy top. It's at the tippy top of Cleveland. Yeah. Almost on the coast of uh, Lake Erie. Well, Cleveland basically is on the coast of Lake Erie. but That's um, really eerie. <laughs> very eerie. It looks, though, very out of place. Because it literally looks like somebody just plopped this old Victorian house in the middle of, like, a very modern neighborhood. It it It's like... The whole neighborhood just kind of built up around this house. It's very strange. It looks very out of place. I mean, even if it wasn't haunted, it looks like it's fucking haunted. Like you guys ever drive by those places where you're like, oh, that's haunted. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like even if, even I I know there's a house. There's even a house around my neighborhood, or what? There was one that they tore down that like we didn't know. I never found anything credible that said it was haunted. But everybody's like, oh, that house is fucking haunted. Like, it just was always, the house is haunted, but there was never anything to substantiate that it was haunted. But yeah, you would definitely go by this place and go, Spoopy. it's fucking haunted. If you guys saw the pictures on our socials. Um, I really liked the picture I found today. That picture was dope. Especially because it was in the snow. Um, um, Tiedemann, so it's Tiedemann House. It's the family that built, that had the house built was the Tiedemann family. It's called the Franklin House because it's on Franklin Boulevard. I just wanted to specify that. Franklin has nothing to do with the name of the family that moved in. Hey, it's Franklin. <laughs> um, Who didn't love Franklin? Though? I love Franklin. Like, for real, I had the books. Oh, I didn't have the books, but I loved it. I had the books. Franklin, Little Bear. Franklin and Little Bear were my shit. 
Franklin Little Bear and uh, Little Bill. Fucking I loved Little, Little Bill. Bill. Oh, and I love the style of it because it kind of looked like the felt. It kind of looked like felt. Yeah. It was so interesting. Like the stop, kind of like early South Park, like before it was animated, like it was cutouts. Like stop motion. Stop motion style. Yeah. That's stand in the place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You know what that reference is though, right? No. Do you remember in Parks and Rec when, um, I can't remember his name, I cannot believe, Ben, when Ben was doing that claymation and he kept going, stand in the place where you, and that's like as far as he got. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, Parks and Rec is great. So, it's been, I've seen more Office recently than I've seen that, so you always have to remind me of certain episodes and then it clicks and I'm like, get on your so the Franklin House was built in 1881, well, built from 1881 to 1883, which makes sense because, you know, 80 windows, by the famed architectural firm of Cadell and Richardson for, is it Hans? Yeah, it's Hans Tiedemann. Tiedemann. Very, very, very German name. (laughs) Let's get to defeat the Hans. That was actually a joke with Frozen. So, on January 15th, 1891, Tiedemann's 15-year-old daughter, Emma, succumbed to diabetes. The house saw its second death not long afterwards when Tiedemann's elderly mother, Wybecca, died. During the next three years, the Tiedemanns would bury three more children, giving rise to speculation that maybe there was more to the deaths than met the eye. So, yeah, really, in the entire time that they lived in the house... All six of his children, there were six of his children that died and his first wife died. Like, listen, what the fuck? So there were a lot of of deaths by the time. So to distract his wife Louise from these tragedies, Tiedemann began extensive construction on the home, adding a ballroom which runs the length of the house on the fourth floor of the manor. Also during this building, Tourette's. Tourette's. I just said Tourette's. <laughs> That word, if you catch it, that's exactly what the fuck it looks like, though. I just straight up almost said Tourette's and gargoyles. Gargoyles with Tourette's. That is terrifying. (laughs) That would be fucking terrifying. Turrets and gargoyles were added to the edifice's facade. Got it. Giving the house an even more pronounced castle appearance. It is rumored that hidden rooms and passageways were used for bootlegging during Prohibition. This is basically the small version of the Winchester Mansion at this point. Right. Uh, Though rumored, none of these rooms or passageways exist other than a small stairway used by servants from the kitchen to the front door. Louise Tiedemann died from a liver disease on March 24th of 1895 at the age of 57. The next year, Hans sold the house to the Mulhauser family. And by 1908, he and the entire Tiedemann family were dead, leaving no one to inherit his considerable personal wealth. Rumors of crimes committed in the house by Tiedemann, including sexual indiscretions and murder, have contributed to the castle's reputation as a haunted house. So there was a rumor that started apparently from um, a woman that briefly lived in the house in the 1980s she supposedly was a psychic the woman has since passed away but 
she spread a lot of false rumors about Hans Tiedemann that he supposedly had an illegitimate daughter that he hung upstairs in the attic and that this dead daughter was attacking her or that or that she was seeing her in the house or in and around the house including Hans and that just isn't true there's she was probably more influential in causing most if not all of the rumors about uh Hans and the family uh <clears throat> trying to create some type of Tiedemann curse um that just didn't exist and uh yeah that was that was where a lot of that started um so there I mean and again there's been nothing that's you know nothing's been able to substantiate any of that uh, I mean you gotta think too they had this house built and they had all this weird shit happening to them so you know I mean, it wasn't necessarily weird shit, but that is very odd that they all died. Very relatively close together. That is very, it's weird. But it also could just be circumstantial. Like there's Well, no... I mean, in the 1800s, there were, and even early 1900s, you know, there were just some diseases that would happen that, you know, maybe now it could be something like a a uh, vitamin that could take care of it. Uh, Medicine I, wasn't very progressed then. Well, I just listened to um, the Time Suck episode about Annie Oakley, uh, who is absolutely fascinating. I knew I know so much about Annie Oakley, and that was such a great fucking podcast. Um, what she died of now can be cured with vitamin b it's like literally the result of a vitamin b deficiency like it was something that that simple so i mean it very well could have been something like this i mean there were also like you know flu epidemics tuberculosis there were so many different things that now with the onset of of what we know about diet vitamins antibiotics basic hand washing with germs and bacteria uh, very basic things that were a death sentence not that long ago. So I really think that something, obviously with there being so many deaths at one time that close together, uh, you could, you know, try to come up with, with something, but yeah. I, I don't I don't think it was And I mean anything. still even now, I mean everything with COVID, we're still getting new diseases, new viruses, new all kinds of shit that we're still learning about that the that affects the body differently and all that crazy stuff. Like I love the movie I Am Legend because it is so I love movies like that that are realistic. I tell you one that really fucked me up was contagion. Shit like that that's realistic. Like zombie movies I love don't get me wrong, I love them. Zombies cannot happen. <laughs> like, you can't die and come back. You can, things can happen to you where you become zombie-like. Ooh, the serpent and the rainbow. Yes. Oldie but, but a goodie. But you're not going to die and you're going to come back. Stuff like Contagion or 
I Am Legend, where it's a mutated something, that's realistic. That scares the fuck out of me. So, you we're still learning all about this shit. So, in the early 1900s, like she said, it literally could be something that small, that simple, that could have helped them. So, it all could have been circumstantial deaths. Maybe it was nothing weird. You know? So, from 19... 19- yeah. Actually, Sorry, I, I found some... In- some information about uh hans that uh so of all of his children uh wilhelmina died in infancy august uh survived to adulthood emma was the one that died at the age of 15 of of, uh, diabetes ernst died in infancy uh dora louise uh she survived to adulthood and albert died in infancy so there were actually four children not six so actually six deaths total four children yes and his his, wife and then his mother um and then supposedly uh besides there being a daughter that this psychic said there was a woman uh named ella may clark that he supposedly had a children had a child named herbert with but again that was just a rumor that was something that was never um substantiated um and then i didn't know if you were oh well uh more a little bit more about hans after louisa died he did remarry um a woman named henrietta uh this also led to rumors that um he had possibly been cheating with Henrietta before uh, Louise died. Again, nobody knows that, you know, could have been rumor. Um, And then Hans himself died in 1908. He had a massive stroke when he was walking in a park. Uh, Most people actually believe that it was actually related to complications with uh, arterial sclerosis. Um, also, it should be said that another thing that was strange, could be considered strange with the Tiedemann story, is that uh, one of his sons, I believe that was with Henrietta, it's not reported that this was a son that was with Louisa, uh, Carl Hans Tiedemann, he committed suicide. Um or at least it was ruled a suicide. Uh, He apparently jumped off of a bridge into the Cuyahoga River in 1929 after, um, no, I'm sorry, it was a son that he had with Louise. Um, He had been in a motor vehicle accident previous to that, and he was mildly injured, but there were reports at the time that he was acting... uh, he had peculiar nervous tension after the accident, whatever that means. And people said he was acting really strange. And then he jumped off a bridge into the Cuyahoga river and, uh, people said he was smiling after he jumped. So it was ruled a suicide. Um, again, some people think that maybe the injury in the motor vehicle accident was a lot worse than, what they thought maybe Maybe it affected his mind yeah maybe he actually had some frontal lobe damage and again this is 1929 there's no fucking mris and cat scans nobody's gonna know that uh 
you know, a perfect example of that is Howard Hughes and a lot of his very strange behavior before he died. And so many people not remembering him being in a very horrific plane accident that very well should have killed him. And he definitely suffered a concussion and had a traumatic brain injury, basically. And, you know, everything that people later reported him just being an eccentric was, no, that's brain damage. Like, locking yourself up naked and peeing in jars, that's brain damage. Like, he had brain damage. Oh. I'm sorry. Attack. Um, Why do you gotta tell everybody what I do? God. Um, I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> No, that's actually terrible. But no, yeah, like, that's legit brain damage. So, um, but again, that was something else that was rumored to be a part of this Tiedemann curse, you know. It's like, hell, you could look at it like Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee. People thinking there was a fucking curse, because look at the way, low-key, though, just saying (laughs) <laughs> the way Brandon Lee died, um, kind of fucked up. The way, but yeah, the way Bruce Lee died, kind of fucked up. But uh, I mean, it's kind of in the same vein. Like, dad had all this like weird shit, and then son, all these years later, was in this accident, and he committed suicide, or it was at least ruled a suicide. And um, yeah, and then of course, and then of and then of course, all this weird shit that dad had a whole bunch of affairs and had illegitimate children and maybe possibly killed one of his illegitimate children in the house. And none of that was substantiated. So, uh, yeah, but apparently really none of this started until this woman in the eighties that was supposedly a psychic, uh, came out and said that Hans Tiedemann was this philanderer and terrible husband and father and cheat and murder, possible murderer. And, um, there's also something that you're going to get into, uh, later on in kind of the middle part of the history of the house after the Tiedemann family passed away, um, that really got even more people into thinking that the, that, uh, there was possibly a murder there that Hans Tiedemann could have done. How long has this been going on? From 1921 to 1968, the house functioned as a home to various German and cultural organizations. In January of 68, James Romano and his wife, with his six, with their six children, settled in the home. The Romano family reported several encounters with ghosts in their new home and attempted exorcisms and even had a now defunct ghost hunting group, the Northeast Ohio Cycle... Psychial Research Society investigate the castle. By 1974, the Romanos decided to leave the house and sold it to Sam Muscatello, who planned to turn the castle into a church. To raise money for the church, haunted house tours and overnight stays at the castle were offered. Human bones were found in a closet in 1975, but it is believed they were planted by the new owner looking to gain publicity for his ghost tours of the property. Yeah, so, um, that was something, if you guys watched a recent episode, well, this year, it was filmed last year, it came out in March, this season of Ghost Adventures, they went to Franklin Castle, and the current caretaker, who has also written a book 
about Franklin Castle that came out in 2017 called Haunted Franklin Castle. Um, I believe his last name is pronounced Craigy or Creegy. His first name is Bill. He stands by the fact that those bones were a publicity stunt. Um, according to him, uh, the bones that were found, according to the police, were unidentified. They were found in 1975. They were identified, and all that was told was that they looked very old. Um, if anybody saw the episode, obviously Zach was trying to pull more out of him and saying, well, they could have been from the 1800s. And it's like, well, how the fuck would this guy know? He's an author. He's not a goddamn <laughs> forensic scientist, you dumb fuck. I'm sorry. I love Ghost Adventures, but Zach sometimes, like, We all dude, can agree that Zach can be a little bit much. Bagel bites. Calm it the fuck down. Um bring it down a notch like a scotch like you are just bring doing it too down much. several notches you are doing too much um but uh apparently this bill guy did not like the way he was portrayed in that episode he didn't really care for zach zach made it seem like people that are in the house or have contact with franklin castle are almost like controlled by it and he was really trying to play into this tiedemann curse and almost seemed upset that Bill wasn't trying to play into it and said in so many words that there is no curse. There was nothing with this family. The name has been completely besmirched and it it's bullshit. There's there's nothing wrong with the family. Hans Tiedemann was a stand-up guy. Um, it's just all these false rumors that started. And of course it didn't help with the psychic, but then even in, back in 1975 with this... Uh, Sam Muscatello guy trying to raise money um, for a church there, the whole thing just, you know, seemed kind of, eh, you know, I mean, there's nothing, if, even if the bones were from the 1800s, if there's you know, what, what are they going to do? Try to track down a living Tiedemann relative and test their DNA to see if this is possibly one of Hans's illegitimate kids? I mean, come the fuck on. Like, it's a bit of a stretch. I stand by the fact that I think they were fake. Oh, I'm that sure they I were. think this guy was trying to raise money. Um, So it was actually him and... Uh, another um, reverend that were trying to open. It was a universal, universal Christian church. They were trying to open um, in the building because basically what they wanted to do was um, open a food bank in the middle of the town. Because um, as most people know, Cleveland, especially over the years, has, you know, at least in the majority of its suburbs, gotten a little bit more poorer and a lot of, and, and a lot of people have needed help. And even then they were trying to open up right in the middle of town, basically a church to have a food bank, but a lot of people were opposed to it. They just were freaked out by the place. Um, and I believe this Romano family, um, they actually, so Dr. Hans Holzer is a pretty famous parapsychologist um, that would go in and investigate a lot of cases like this. 
And he investigated the Romano case and purely believed that it was haunted. And actually, I think either his daughter or his granddaughter, there's a show on Travel Channel called The Holzer Files, um, kind of in the same vein as Ghost Adventures. So I think it's either his daughter or his granddaughter who hosts it. And she does paranormal investigations. And they went to the Franklin Castle. Now, I didn't see their episode, but it was sort of like, you know, to pay homage to her grandfather, father, whatever, because Hans Holzer actually did stay in the house for a period of time when the Romanos lived there and did do paranormal investigations um, and said without a doubt that the place was haunted uh, and that the family, you know, believe the family and that certain things had happened and sounds and knocks and various things. Um, and even like people around the neighborhood say they used to see, I mean, with all the fucking windows, people in the neighborhood so used to say that they would see like images in the windows. So just the thought of there being, uh, you know, a church in a place like that, the, the neighborhood was just like, no, <laughs> like we don't, we don't How want anything would it be like that. To go to a church that's haunted. I'm sure quite a few of them are. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> you know what's really funny is that a lot of times, and you guys correct me. You probably me go to a lot of them in Europe. A lot of them in Europe. Oh my God. I all of them in Europe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but have any of you, and this is speaking for myself because I have done it, have you ever been in a church at night? Like literally with all the lights off. Tell me. That is not one of the creepiest things you have ever experienced. Yeah, it's creepy. Because I'm in the middle of my independent Baptist church. You know, when we used to have like sleepovers and stuff in the basement. Because they, we had like rooms in the basement and stuff like that. So, you know, me and my friends, because, you know, we were teenagers. We're like, let's go upstairs into the auditorium when it's pitch black and not turn any of the lights on and see what it's like. I am telling you, I am telling you from the bottom of my heart, I saw movement in that choir loft. It felt creepy. I didn't like it. And it's a church. I'm like, these these bugs are these angels. These ain't angels. What is here? <laughs> but I mean, you don't know what's on that property prior exactly. to whatever was built there, too, because exactly. that could have a lot to do with it. Um, it was just creepy. Yeah, I didn't so. stay when I was in high school. Uh, there was a Baptist church that had an overnight, and ugh, after the horrific edited Armageddon, we had to be forced to watch. So what the fuck is this? This movie is was bad. Was movie left? What? Barely, was there even a movie barely. left? <laughs> um, I mean, that movie's terrible really to begin good. with. So, it's a terrible movie. I said it. If there's anybody that's like, hey, I like Arma, well, good for you. It's a terrible fucking movie. Um, yeah, I didn't stay. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, no. Um, but yeah, even like, it just, even though I didn't stay, just, well, it was a, Baptist church. I don't know. They were just, it was weird. They were all weird to begin with. So maybe that vibe just creeped me out on top of it being pitch dark in a church at night. Like the whole vibe was just weird. So I'm sure that was part of it with me too, where I was just like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I mean, I used to be Baptist. I get it. 
I mean, anytime I drive past it, I go, oh, it's Westboro. I mean, oh, Westchester Baptist It looks like a compound. It does. And it made it even worse when they painted it from blue to brown. I was like, oh, you're really giving off a Koreshi vibe. That works, Waco. Like, what the fuck? Can we talk about Fairfield High School, though? Because Fairfield High School looks like a straight-up prison. It really does. Isn't that reassuring when they do that with schools? I mean, I'd be like, well, I'm going to prison. Well, yep. Thanks. Thanks. So U.S. educational system at <laughs> its finest. The animal, Build the schools the like prisons. Trap, trap, Build trap, the schools the cages like full. Cages full. These days new. God. Everybody's waiting, waiting on you. It's and... terrible though, actually. But we digress. My Not roommate used to there. always skip that theme song, and I used to be mad because I would be like, "The animal, the animal." I'm have... like, I understand it's two minutes long. Let me enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole two damn minutes. The whole. So in early 1984, Michael Davinko, Judy Garland's fifth and last husband. God, if you don't know who Judy Garland is, help you. I I Google I, it. I Purchased think. Franklin Castle and almost immediately started making started making major renovations to the house. Over the next 10 years, Davinko spent close to $1 million renovating the castle, even going so far as to track down some of the original furnishings Excuse me, for the castle. Despite all of this, he put the house up for sale in 94, because that's what you do. You go in, you renovate the fuck out of it, and you're like, for sale! I think just an investment, you know, you, you know. Kind of like, he... what is it called when people do that? They'll buy a really shitty house and then... Fix... When they flip it. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, what's that called? <laughs> yeah, when they... Yeah. So was... so he actually donated a feather boa that belonged to Judy Garland in a charity auction to raise money for the restoration. Um, he still lives in Ohio. Uh, oh, no. Actually, he passed away. I'm sorry. Um... But he still lives in Ohio. Uh, I don't know if it was just like, it doesn't really say anything if it was like a hobby that he wanted to do or if he had plans. I couldn't find a lot of information of what he ultimately planned on doing with it after he renovated it. Um, maybe to open it up to the public. It didn't really seem so much like he was wanting to open it for private residency, but I think more so to open it to the public. Um it should also, I, sh I did also really quickly want to mention that um, in between the time that uh, the plans fell through with Sam Muscatello turning the castle into the church and prior to Michael Davinko buying it in 1984, uh, in and around the early 80s, maybe 82, there was a family called the Mercedes that lived in the house for a brief period of time. It was a husband and wife and their son. Um the husband and wife both said that they actually had experienced paranormal activity when they lived there. Uh, the wife said that she was pushed on a set of steps, um, which is apparently something that has been reported even later in the house. Uh, whatever type of spirit activity in there likes to push people on the steps or try to push them down the steps in, in some manner. Um, 
her husband also reported that at one time he heard babies crying in the walls. So they both set up a tape recorder to try to catch the crying, and they actually ended up recording a woman screaming, a man screaming, and then a really old clock ticking. And that was the only recordings they got. And it wasn't That's enough. It wasn't long. At, I think they only lived in the house for maybe two years. Uh, I don't remember her stating that her husband, that her son ever experienced anything, but it scared her and her husband enough that they did not want to raise their son in that environment. And that's exactly what she said. Um, it just, it disturbed them enough. Not even so. She said that she, that they never really felt threatened in the house. Like anything was trying to come after them. Um, I even, even in what I read with the Romanos and reports from Dr. Reports from Dr. Holzer, like there, there's definitely activity in the house, but nothing in the house that anybody that has felt the activity stating that it's dangerous in any way that they felt in danger, just that something was trying to get their attention, but that they started to feel uncomfortable as if they weren't welcome. So it's really more of a feeling of, this is not your house. I don't want you in this house. So get out. Like <laughs> they're not trying to harm you. There's, there's not, I think that was my biggest, my biggest gripe with the ghost adventures episode is I think Zach was trying to turn it into something that it wasn't. He was really hell bent on trying to make this Tiedemann curse a real thing. And that the house had an evil hold on people um, Zach did mention something that happened in the 90s. There was actually two different fires that happened at the house, one in 1999 and one in 2011, obviously under two different ownerships. Um, the one in 2011 was possibly a fake uh, insurance scam thing, but the one in 1999 was actually just done by a homeless guy uh, in reports that I read because Zach on Ghost Adventures said that it was a guy that told police that he was compelled by voices that told him that the house was evil and that he needed to set it on fire. I read two different reports that said it was just some homeless guy. <laughs> like, and you know what? He could have been crazy. Unfortunately, we've talked about this a lot. A lot of the homelessness problem is mental illness. So he very well could have been somebody that was mentally ill. And maybe his mental illness was telling him that the house is evil and needed, he needed to set it on fire. So that could have been very well true. But Zach sensationalized the fuck out of that. I don't believe there's any kind of crazy curse. I don't think Hans Tiedemann was an evil guy. I don't think the house is fucking evil. I just think the house has spirits in it that doesn't want, that believe that that's their house. And they just don't want anybody else in that house. And that happens a lot with places like that, especially when you start doing renovations. Oh, you yeah. start changing things. They're like, stop fucking with my house. <laughs> and... They just don't want you in their fucking house. Like, that's what happened they're with the Danvers. Maitlands. They're the Maitlands. That's what happened with Danvers. And, yeah. When they started renovating that place, it I woke don't... everything up. Yeah, but I... <laughs> I mean, Danvers is a whole other story. Yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, but that's what I, I... I just wanted to make the point of saying that that unlike other places... I don't believe there's anything evil with this house. No. I just don't think the spirits want anybody in the house other than themselves. 
which I second everything you said. Yo, they're the Maitlands. They just don't want you in their fucking house. They want to be alone. Let them be. We. If you want the deetses out of your house, you gotta do it yourself. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Hey, it's it kind of, you know, you can make a Beetlejuice reference here because it was kind of the same thing. Like I the mean, Maitlands, the Maitlands weren't evil. They just didn't. Barbara just, I don't like these people. <laughs> you know, she just, Barbara just didn't like these people. They're coming for you, Barbara. Yeah, get out of my hat. But so, yeah, I just wanted to reference that real quick because I, yeah, I, I just. One thing I've noticed with Zach, and I love Ghost Adventures and I love him. But he loves the demonic. And he likes to get real into that shit. Mm-hmm. Kind of too deep. And I think it's gone off the rails even more since his dad died. Yeah. And I'm not saying this or that. But he anything evil that he can get his hands on, it's almost like he has to have it. Yeah. He had to touch the Annabelle doll when multiple times. Hell multiple, no. Multiple times. They they no, no, no. <laughs> They told him not to touch it. I don't then, even like looking at that thing. No, I don't either. <laughs> uh, even on a TV screen. No! I mean, as much as I want to go to the museum and see it in person, I would rather see it in person behind um, glass that is blessed and holy water. I want to and... stand from a distance, go, hello, and then turn around and walk away. I'm going to walk in. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> if that motherfucker was like, oh, I'm so... No, 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 no. And then I'd be like, I cannot sleep tonight <laughs> or ever again. Um, but no, yeah, he kind of likes to make a mountain out of a molehill if it's something to do with evil. Even if it's not something to do with evil, he'll still like, I don't know. I just, I have noticed as of late, he is so into demonic shit. And I'm worried about him because of that. But, you know, he'll learn the hard way. Yeah, people find that shit out the hard way. Don't fuck with demons. Wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> Zero out of ten, do not recommend. <laughs> Negative ten out of ten, do not recommend. So there's a series of owners in the past 30 years. The castle was empty from 94 until 99. That's when that fire happened and yes. there were a lot of homeless people in and out of the house in between that time. Yes. Michelle Heimberger bought the castle and carriage house for 350 grand using part of her Yahoo stock windfall as one of the company's early employees. A native Clevelander, Heimberger, was fascinated with the home and purchased it with the intentions of restoring the building to its former glory. Unfortunately, that same year, a fire badly damaged the castle. Though extensive repairs were done, the house restoration could not be completed. In 2004, there were rumors that the Franklin Castle was going to be completely renovated and turned into the Franklin Castle Club. I got some info on that shit. <laughs> As of 2006, the entire club was proven to be a complete sham. No repairs had ever been made, and the pictures on the website were all either close-up shots of individual architecture or pictures stolen from other websites. No work had ever been done, no memberships had ever been sold, and there were also evidence that the castle had been used to shoot porn... Around this time, though, the exterior stone of the building was cleaned and the parapet on the left side of the facade was rebuilt according to the 18th century design. So I found a news article from 2006 uh, in regards to the uh, caretaker at the time. Um, 
when all of this was going on. It was a guy by the name of Charles Millsap who uh, basically seemed to owe a lot of people money and also just was a scammer and uh, apparently a porn producer. And uh, Was there a black couch there? Yeah, there might as well have been. Um, so I'll just, I'll go through this article real, real quick. It says, this is from 2006. Um, it says, once again, mystery shrouds the Franklin Castle, a hulking Victorian edifice that keeps people wondering what goes on behind the ominous stone walls and the old iron gate. For decades, the West Side Cleveland landmark was the subject of ghostly rumors, a murder upstairs, a banshee's face in a window, human bones in a hidden passage. Today, it is gutted, boarded up with no signs of life or an afterlife. Uh, Michelle Heimberger, uh, so at the time, she owned the property, but she was living in Canada. Uh, so basically, once that fire happened, there wasn't much, much interest that she showed because most of the money that she had put into it had run out. So this is when the caretaker, this Charles Millsap guy, started marketing it as an exclusive member-only social club, but it did not exist. He was recently pictured on a website seeking nude models. Uh, he said that had nothing to do with him and that a friend set it up. Millsap, who lives in the carriage house behind the castle, is has said for three years that he arranged to buy the property from Heimberger for $650,000 and plans to spend $3 million to renovate it. Must make some really good porn. Uh, Millsap was <laughs> well, a website damn. that markets the castle as a beautifully restored 19th century. So there's an old archive of this website that you can access through Wikipedia. And the, the website looks legit. I mean, I could see how people would have fallen for it. Again, fucking scammers. Uh, it boasts that it's a restored 19th century Victorian mansion that offers the finest amenities such as fine dining, a fancy overnight suite, limousine service, a beach house, and a 72-foot yacht. But in reality... This towering stone building is a dilapidated hulk with no signs of renovation, not to mention concierge or a chauffeur. It doesn't even have running water. When asked why parts of the Franklin Castle website described as a club exists, Millsap's lawyer said it's just puffery, uh, that he's not collected a dime from anyone that's visited the site and or has inquired about joining. So that's how supposedly he was getting away with lying about it that he hadn't taken any money from anybody but he did take some money from some people that want their fucking money back two contractors at the time this was in 2006 again um were trying to collect money from him one of them was suing him for eleven thousand dollars in regards to some work done on the carriage house uh, the Cleveland Lumber Company also placed a lien on the property claiming sixteen hundred dollars in unpaid bills Millsap said that the lumber company provided supplies to a different company, uh, so he wasn't responsible. The guy's just totally full of shit. Um, Heimberger, again, the woman that used her Yahoo stock to purchase the property but was living in Canada at the time, said in a telephone interview that she didn't realize any of the liens were still there. When she brought the property in 1999 for $300,000, uh, she felt like it was more, uh, she wanted to sell it because of more than what she paid for, neither she nor Millsap uh, could say when the sale might close. Apparently, he pays, she pays the property taxes and he pays the utilities. That's the 
plan they worked out at the time. Three years ago, prior to this article, Millsap told a uh, another newspaper article that he had sold 50 memberships of the yet-to-be-built private club. In a more recent interview, he said that he shouldn't use the word selling, that he was reserving memberships, and that a lifetime membership cost up to $5,000. Wow. He calls himself a real estate developer, but he doesn't own any property. He said he managed real estate for his parents. Uh, he said the Florida Beach House is a club advertisement that his parents own and that his relatives own a yacht. The picture that's on the website isn't a picture of the actual yacht, though. <laughs> Pictures of Millsap at the time, uh, recently found on MySpace, this article's from 2006, yes. described him as a producer seeking models for Voodoo Media Group. That's a Cleveland company that deals in nude models and adult films. Uh, the MySpace... Uh, or wait, pictures of Millsap appeared with a profile that matches his, but had a different name. Of course it did. Uh, he explained to his friend that he was using his friend's computer, and that's why it was a different name. God, this just gets worse. Wow. Worse worse. This guy is such a piece of shit. Um, so it just goes on to say that uh, Millsap said that he's not using the business for pornography he said it's really messed up. It's all a big mistake that he's renovating. He's renovating and doing construction, which includes ins installing a geothermal heater and cooling system. Of course, why don't, but the place still didn't have fucking running water. That makes sense. Um, yeah. He said by the next year that the private club will be a reality. This was supposed to be in 2007. Obviously, that didn't fucking happen. It was supposed to have 30 rooms, a gourmet restaurant, and an 8,000 bottle wine cellar. Uh, City okay. Councilman Joe Semperman said that neighbors, especially the church-run halfway house next door, were opposed to an ups upscale club. Um, he said he'll vow to block any liquor license for the castle. He said the guy has done absolutely nothing, uh, and to stop the nonsense. So, yeah, this... Yeah, that sounds like a lot of nonsense. This whole that thing... That sounds like a bunch of gazebos. I looked at the website. It was fucking ridiculous. It had a bunch of fake pictures. I mean, you could totally set... You could totally see how the guy... It was, it was formerly franklincastleclub.com. Um, and you could totally see how the guy could have duped people into believing that there was going to be some exclusive club in this old castle in the middle of Cleveland that had this historic history and all this shit. But yeah, this guy was totally full of shit. Oh, I, I'm almost for sure that he shot porn in that place. And you best believe that's why spirits probably did get pissed off even more. <laughs> These spirits from the 1800s be like, hey, Barbara. <laughs> like, um, do you know how they make videos of people doing it? Like, you can watch people do it on this thing called the World Wide Web? Like, did you? <laughs> yeah, so, um. Coming to bed, honey. Yes, dear. Apparently, Michelle Heimberger did ultimately sell the place in uh, 2011, and then, unfortunately, there was another fire uh, that happened then, but um, 
Yeah, by was... 2011, and I'll read another article, but by 2011, uh, that Millsap or whatever the fuck he's calling himself now is out the door. He doesn't even exist. He's not even a part of it anymore. Thank God. Yeah. Um. So the property was damaged again in March 11 of 2011 when the carriage house was damaged in a fire. It was announced in July that the Franklin Castle had been rezoned to allow it to become a, a three-family dwelling and that a sale was pending. So European tapestry artist I believe it's Chiara? Chiara. Either Chiara or Chiara. Um, Donna Dali Dal purchased Franklin Castle in 2011 for $260,000. The Cleveland Building and Housing Department issued a permit for residential exterior alterations in February in February of 2012. Local news sources have reported that the buyer intends to convert the building into three family homes and dwelling and dwelling in two of the spaces. So this newest article in 2011 that was after the um, new sale. So Bill uh, Craigy who was interviewed on ghost adventures is just he's not the current owner he's just the caretaker um but the current owners are uh who casper mentioned that owned uh what's called oh dear productions oh dear if you look up a lot of if you if if you search about franklin castle that'll who say that the current owner is is that production company so this uh article from 2011 said the historic uh, Franklin Castle in Cleveland has been haunted in recent years by unfulfilled dreams and unfulfilled renovations and exorcism may be imminent. The Toronto-based owner of the property, Michelle Heimberger, sold the property last month to Odeer Productions for $260,000, um, the owner that Casper mentioned. Um, that same Cleveland City Councilman that I mentioned in the previous article, Joe Simperman, says that the 19th century Gothic-style castle would be divided, as Casper said, into two residential units in the main house and another in the carriage house on the property. Cleveland architect uh, Robert Maskey has been instrumental in the deal. He said that, <laughs> sorry, that was the- Her door popped door. and I about came out of this chair. <laughs> he said that working with Heimberger uh, and the foreign buyer, uh, Maskey represented the seller before the city's board of zoning appeals, which approved plans for a multifamily development and neighbors have also given their blessing. Uh, Simperman said that I can't believe it's actually going to be a house again. It's been such a nightmare. Uh, there's been fire, squatters. Uh, now it's just going to be a vacant structure and there's going to be new neighbors. Heimberger bought the castle uh, and carriage house in $350,000 1999, as we mentioned, uh, was planning to renovate it to turn it into a bed and breakfast before arson destroyed plans and the economy torpedoed in a comeback effort. Uh, Charles Millsap, as I mentioned before, came up with a whole bunch of grand ideas. Oh, I'm sure Shooting porn uh, and promised to buy the house. He had been living in the carriage house and wanted to turn it into a castle uh, in an upscale club. Apparently, he was even pitching a reality TV show. Oh, God. Um, Why does he want to do all this shit in an old castle? Because I think it's the perfect, it's the perfect scam to pull off. Yeah. That's true. It's a perfect scam to pull off. That's true. And he had access to it. And, I mean, the owner's living in Canada. So there's nobody to come check on him. There's nobody to see what he's doing. 
um really it was just it was if it wasn't for neighbors complaining and the city council getting involved once they figured out that you know he was doing this really what came under fire was this club shit him saying he was going to try to open it up into a club because if you're saying a club then that's why that councilman said i'm never gonna approve any liquor license for that place neighbors didn't want it to happen i mean you know unfortunately now and even at the time back in the 2000s like i said before parts of cleveland and this part are becoming higher crime areas and you know and a lot of not so great stuff going on so like who wanted that shit in the middle of this town like i think that's why now the the city itself is so happy that it's actually going to be restored back into an actual residential home um what it sounds like to me is almost like a a two-family home yeah um so yeah it'll be interesting um i haven't seen any you know this this actual article that was posted in 2011 was actually updated in 2019 so um as of last year uh oh dear productions and uh what did we say her name was um who how did you pronounce that dahlia or oh uh name? kira kira um kira or something like that she still you know that was updated in 2019 she still owns it um, and is still apparently working on it to renovate it. So uh, as of 2018, 2019, it's still, you know, well, even earlier than that, uh, because the 2020 episode of Ghost Adventures came out this past year. Um, pretty sure they shot it in 2019, though. Most of their episodes they do the year before. And uh, even though it was still owned, I, I believe they said on that episode that it is still owned by the same owners. It's just that uh, Bill is the caretaker of the house for right now, but that they're still planning on renovating it as a residential home. So uh, more than likely, um, I could understand them wanting to have uh, paranormal shows come on and investigate like i said uh so actually in 2016 paranormal lockdown did an episode at franklin castle uh and then this past year ghost adventures and like i mentioned the holzer files have also done episodes at franklin castle as well um and that makes total sense because let's be real when people appear on these shows they're paid so <laughs> If they need more money and help for renovations to the place, which, you know, I mean, if they're really wanting to renovate it uh, into residential housing, that actually takes even more money than to renovate it back to what it originally looked like. Uh, like the one owner in the 80s, the Judy Garland's husband, fifth husband wanted to do. Um so it actually takes more money to renovate it to make it a living dwelling. So, uh, or probably even more so when that chick with the Yahoo stock was wanting to turn it into a bed and breakfast. I mean, that takes a lot of fucking money too, because then oh, you yeah. got zoning. Because then you have to have zoning for a bed and breakfast. Um, so yeah, I think at this point it's probably best that it's a residential home. Uh, I can understand the tours on TV shows because you know, they're going to pay them so they can put that money towards renovations. Um, 
I mean, I'd pay to stay there too. Yeah, but I hope I it. Would. I let's, hope let's it stays. I, I, I know. I would love. They're to. probably not. I mean, if it's going to be a residential, then no, it's definitely not going to be a no. bed and breakfast. But it's going to be a residential. I would and love to do an overnight stay there. Though. I think it needs to just be a residential. Um, you know what though? I don't. I really don't. I don't want to stay overnight there. And I'll tell you why. Because I honestly believe that spirits don't want people in that house. And I'm like, cool. Oh, well, that's true. I really believe it. The more research I've done, the more, you know, like watching that Ghost Adventures episode again. And like just the more and more and more I have my heart set on it. They, spirits, whatever spirits are in that home, whether it's the Tiedemans, whether, you know, I don't know. I, I think it is the Tiedemans. Probably. But so then that would totally make sense because that is their home. And I They're honestly be dying they suddenly, don't, yeah, so. they don't want people in their house. They still feel like, I also think with the deaths being as sudden as they were, that even more so makes me believe that the spirits are very, very, very attached to that house. So... Yeah, if I have the feeling that I'm uninvited in yeah. someone's home, even when they're alive, I don't want to be in your house. So if you're dead and I don't feel invited in your home, I definitely don't want to be in your house. So no, I personally don't want to do That's any true. overnights there. I don't want to go in the house because I don't feel welcome. And I don't think anybody else feels welcome. And I totally understand I totally Well, when you it. fucking put it that way. I'm sorry. You know I you know <laughs> I'm all for spoopy. Let's investigate. Let's go. Overnight. I get that. Right though. the fuck I now. But that. this this just to me doesn't sit right with me. And I've just got all the feelings of they just don't want anybody in their fucking house. And I great awesome. Sounds great. Sounds great. I'll stay away. <laughs> mucho respect you know one thing i don't one thing that really bothers but me i would like to visit stuff. it and take pictures i do want to take pictures i oh, would yeah. like to at least go up there sometime and take pictures i would i don't like screams i can handle that fucked me up i can handle that I'm that's so sorry yes i know it's been a lot i can handle something talking at me i can handle being touched but i'm telling you a scream I was watching, I don't know if y'all, I've, I've talked about it before, it's new, okay. I did want to say real quick that, it, that, that, that Mercedes family, that was the only report that I ever found anywhere of people hearing screams. People have seen apparitions, people have heard knocks, people have been touched and pushed on the stairwells. Um, there was even the apparition that Ghost Adventures captured that was really fucked up in that window. Oh. And so, but there's... The Mercedes were the only ones that reported a scream, and I'm the same. A scream? No, I'm I'm good on that. Like I was, I've mentioned Nuke's top five before, and I watched a new video that he posted recently. Okay, listen, these motherfuckers in other countries that capture shit, you think you capture shit in America? Like, let me tell you something. Some of the shit that they capture over in like. Iran and Iraq and like Turkey and places like that. Mother of God. How about really remote places like in Siberia and Kazakhstan and uh like where they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. nowhere. So oh, this guy goodness. goes into so I don't remember exactly where he was, 
But he was in this weird ass area that was kind of like that. It looked like it was out in the middle of nowhere, and there were these random square white looking house things that you basically go in and they're literally empty rooms. You know, that sounds like an old Destination Truth episode. Yeah, it it looks like, like a ba- they like were that. investigating like a banshee type ghost on this Destination Truth episode, and wherever they were. It sounded exactly like that. And now, like ruins of these squares, literally buildings. square, yeah. white, in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yes. Yeah. Because you could see the city off in the distance. Like yeah. The this is okay. This sounds a very so, similar. This guy, he was not American. He was definitely foreign because, like, a lot of times when you watch these, they'll pray. When things start happening, right. they're praying in another language, and it and it'll have the captions. But let me tell you. Let me tell. I have chills fucking talking about this. He's standing outside. He's standing outside of this building. And he captures this black thing that's peeking out. And as he gets closer to it, it peeks back in. And he goes into the room. And I'm telling you, number one, the room was completely empty. And it was about as big as the room we're sitting in. And while he's in the room, this blood curdling. It literally sounded like it was right fucking next to him. I, I think this is the same thing I watched on Destination Truth. This sounds exactly the same. It just screamed. It was a yeah. scream. Like a woman blood curdle scream. And yeah. he just fucking tore out of there. And I'm like, I don't do that. Screams like that, especially like in the distance, I'm still like, meh, but okay. When it's right fucking next to you, mm-mm. And there was nothing in that room. Nothing. And when he he turned the camera around on him because he got hit in the neck with something because you could hear it hit him. As he was walking, this black, out of absolutely nowhere, this black figure pops up behind him. And he sees it. And he fucking takes off. And, you know, he's always like, was it a hoax? You know, was it real? I'm like, that felt, it felt real because I felt ill watching that. Like, I was like, I'm, it scared the living fuck out of me. So this is actually, I think, somewhere in, so they were probably speaking Arabic. I think this is actually somewhere in and around, like, the Middle East. And this, if, if, I'm about 90, 95% sure that this is the same Destination Truth episode I saw years ago. It was a, a show that Josh Gates used to host. Mm-hmm. I remember. And they went to the same place, and the ghost that they were investigating, it's literally their, whatever their culture's version of a banshee is. So a screaming, a wailing a, spirit. A wailing spirit. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm literally about 95% <laughs> sure it's the exact same place well when he was praying it sounded biblical like the way well then it would be sure it would be from the quran it would yeah Yeah. muslim yeah so that would make sense if it was an arabic that would make total sense because anything like that to them is a demon it's very similar and you know in a lot of christian judeo-christian cultures that anything like that to them is automatically a demon and yeah and i think I think from the Destination Truth episode, they described it that from from a distance, it looks like a woman. But if you let it get up close, that's when you realize, ooh, no. But, the fuck? but you but you hear the scream. So, yeah, it's basically what you're describing and the way they described it would basically be 
whatever their culture would consider a banshee, which makes total sense with the with the screeching feminine scream. And I'm I not fucking like that shit. hate that. Any screams from a distance like that in the dark, like just for no fucking reason, I'm I'm like, no. Like I said, from the distance, I'm still like, meh, but when it's right, like, oh my god, that was in the room with Just him. anything. I just it don't like any so of them. Loud. I just, just anything. It's in, just in the dark. It's just dark. Whether it's far away or close, there's just nothing, and then just random scream, and then nothing. I'm like, no. Well, it's like Absolutely that. Do you remember not. Scariest Places on Earth? Oh, yeah. That was hosted by Linda Blair? Yeah. So there was one episode where they went to Dracula's Castle. And the group, I want to go there so fucking oh bad, God, but I don't. I don't know. I'm like half and half. Like I do, <laughs> but no. But yes, but no. But yes, but no. <laughs> if this would have happened when we were walking up to it, yeah, I would have no. been like relating. Yeah, no. So the group of people are literally walking up towards the castle and they're filming it, and they start talking to each other, and then they're like, "Wait, shh, hold up!" And then you can hear distant screams. Yep. Out. Just constant distance screams nope. and i was like i would have been like nope we're, nope Mm-mm. i don't care that we're not getting our money back nope <laughs> got to go i'm sure this is a very lovely town there's so many other things we can see just not this hey ho we'll find if we got to go <laughs> i'm sure transylvania has a lot to offer i'm sure other than this so how was the how was the haunt? It was it was great. We uh we heard screams and we we left. <laughs> Did you go inside? No. No, we were walking to it. And then screams. And then yeah, we no. left. Uh we found this really cute little fondue place. It was great. Oh the my wine god. We got some was excellent. <laughs> Do you have any great pool? <laughs> it was called Vlad. No, I'm just kidding. It seemed like blood almost. Blood. <laughs> oh my god, though I loved that show when it was out. Although was I hated, funny. I hated the voice mm, that mm. whenever it would describe something in between it every story like yeah. this. Yeah, I and don't. I'm like, I don't miss that. We don't need that. I don't miss any of that <laughs> at. I'm oh, like, I think you're trying to be creepy, but we're all annoyed. <laughs> like, this... Oh, uh, sorry, real quick. No. Because I totally forgot to mention this. No. The fire in 2011. What is this car? I don't know. It was doing it last night, and... It's literally, like, going back know. and forth, because I can hear it going that direction and that direction. Maybe he's doing DoorDash. Well, he needs to calm his dash. <laughs> dash. <laughs> dash. Calm your dash. Dash. So in 2011, I did want to mention this real quick because I we did say that there were two fires, uh, and then we're, we're pretty much at the end of all the info we have on the Franklin House. Uh, in 2011, the fire that did happen. There is rumor that Charles Millsap actually set that fire himself in hopes of an insurance scam. Um, now, nothing was substantiated. I couldn't find any news articles that, that said such, but it was something that was rumored because he was living there at the time. It did happen in the carriage house. 
where he was living at the time. Supposedly he wasn't there at the time of the fire, but he very well could have paid somebody to set it. The, the guy just, the guy, everything about the guy sounded like a fucking shyster and a half to me. So I very well believe that he paid somebody to set the fire to try to get some money out of it. Cause I the guy's be a fucking surprised. shyster and I'm glad he's, Fallen off the face of the fucking planet, and I'm glad somebody legitimate owns Franklin Castle now, and I'm really glad it's going to be a home again, and I hope the spirits are happy, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Really, it was the Ghost Adventures episode that made me want to do this. Plus, with it being in Ohio, and there was not a lot I knew about it, I was like, hey. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Especially since places- Let's talk about it. It's Taco Tuesday. I like doing local places, especially with people that don't live around here, because I think it's just kind of something, you know, and if you're planning on visiting and if you're into stuff like that, it kind of gives you, you know, land. Ohio's very haunted. Period. Period T. A lot of German immigration and and My boss is German. Various things. (laughs) Husband's. German, very German, family, very German. I am not German, as far as I know. As far as I know, I need to do that test. (laughs) I need to figure it out. I mostly want to do it just because I want to know how much percentage I am Native American. Which, by the way, is very difficult for a lot of people to trace because, you know, you very well know a lot of them don't like to submit oh, yeah. any of their DNA, so that's why it's very hard for a lot of people to trace if they do, in fact, have any Native American DNA, and, you know, I hate to ruffle any feathers, but there's a lot of white families out there that just need to go ahead and admit that that Indian and Cherokee in the family was black. I think you just need to just go ahead and come out and admit that. Because See, I know for... Some kid in the family... I know you say you know, honey, and I'm not talking about you. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, I know. Somebody like you is going to do a DNA test, and black is going to pop up on that test. So there's a lot of families that just need to oh, come I have out no I have black and start family. telling the truth. Because... I'm just saying I, I know because I've seen pictures... Of my great-grandmother, and she looks, like, when I say she looks like a Native American, like, she, oh my god. I have too, and my great-grandmother was Portuguese. You can't go by a picture. I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that have, and they're very disappointed when they found out. Oh, I have no doubt I have black in my family, I'm sure. But I don't, I mean, but, like, no Indian at all. I'll be really upset. Like, they, they <laughs> really believe that they do. And it, like I told you, we thought we did. If I showed you the picture, you full-on believe it. She was 100% Portuguese. <laughs> not a stitch. So Portugal. Not a stitch of Cherokee anywhere. None. I was so... shocked because my grandma's grandma collected so much native american shit i would just i would be shocked but now i gotta do it a lot of white people do it a lot of white people do that i just don't want to pay to do it and then they find out i mean i love elizabeth warren to death but i just feel like i i I feel like she fell prey to that and unfortunately the dickheads 
took that and ran with it. Of course but, they did. But that get that happens. That happens in a lot of white families. They mm-hmm. really have this Native American pride and they really, really, really want to believe in it. And that's all fine, well and good and great, but nine times out of ten you find out there's nothing there. You know though, I wouldn't be upset because I'd be like, wait. I got I got black in Wait. <laughs> I'd be like low key a little more excited. <laughs> hey yo fam, guess what? <laughs> Me walking into my family Thanksgiving's like February's gonna be a little different next year. Wink wink. <laughs> like <laughs> we gonna celebrate. We gonna celebrate. <laughs> hey yo, that Black Lives Matter mask I be wearing. <laughs> it means a little <laughs> bit more now. Just saying, y'all. Settles in. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I just think that's funny. I think a lot of families, when they find out, they're like... It makes me want to find out even more, just to almost spite. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I truly, deep down in my heart, believe we do have Native American. But, I want to know if we also have Black. Well, everybody does. I mean, we everybody to, does. But I want to know. I want to know a percentage. Give me a the percentage, first, baby. The first <laughs> human being ever recorded on Earth before race was ever a thing, and it is a social construct that existed because of a racist ass scientist. But we're not going to get into that right now. Um, the first human <laughs> that ever existed on this planet before race was ever a thing was a woman in Africa. Bottom line so whether you like God it bless the rain whether you like it or not i mean i know, watched a tiktok the other day from. where they literally figured out that god was a black woman and i can't remember how it went but i was like well, it, was probably, it was probably from that that is it's called the god gene or it's the it's the Adam gene or the Eve gene or something like that. That's that's how they were able to trace that back. I need some genes. Wow. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're done. I'm done. We're sticking a fork in this whole fucking episode. It's falling off the rails. All right. Isn't that normal? That's normal. <laughs> so, guys, next week we will be discussing. Actually, I want to give this one to Becky because she figured this one out. I'm actually excited to do this. So we're in December and we're all into the Christmas shit now. It's it's coming. Oh Lord, it coming. It coming, y'all. Whether we like it or not. Um, <laughs> and there are five Wednesdays in December. So we had a lot of spoopy to fill the entire month. And next week. Uh, since I was like, there's gotta be some other Christmas cryptids out there that's not Did we do Krampus, Krampus last year? Yeah, we did. That's what I thought. Um, so I found some Icelandic Christmas monsters. And guys, let me guys. tell you, it's kind of fucking crazy. Like, there's some that even put a spin on Santa's elves where I'm like, yo... We are Santa's elves. I could believe we they're are evil. Elves. <laughs> I could believe they're evil little fucking trolls. It's kind of what they look like. Though. I mean, I could totally believe. It. Well, not the not the elf ones. Well, no. they're really cute. No, but also the Rudolph. Whatever. <laughs> Point disproven. Point anyway. Um. <laughs> yeah. 
But the yeah. elves from Krampus. I am excited. I'm really, really excited. We to, will be back uh, to Wednesday next deep, week. Deep dive. So. Yeah. Five Wednesdays in December. I'm like, holy shit. But yeah, we found a pretty, pretty substantial amount of info to keep it Christmas and spooky. Good amount. Yes. It works. <laughs> it works. Um, there will not be a movie review for this week because Thursday is Thanksgiving and my brain is not going to be a brain. So, um, no movie review next week, but we will be doing it next week, of course. And also make sure to follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't fuck with the original. No. Nope. <laughs> what? He said, please follow our... And I said, no. Follow our social media pages. And I said, no. Why? I'm sorry. I don't want to. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, you're just being funny. I'm done. I'm done. Go follow our social media pages and don't follow Becky's instructions. And Casper's clearly fucking drunk. Um, <laughs> I feel so fucking stupid. I was like, I'm so... I literally think I just glitched. I think my entire... I watched it happen too and I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. My entire brain was like record scratch, but it didn't keep going. It just scratched and stayed. It stopped. It stayed. It was like that record that goes, we're going to have to throw this one out, guys. It is scratched the fuck up. There is no saving. There are. Anyway, do the thing and follow the social media pages, especially right now, because you know, with the holidays coming up and everything, we'll be posting episodes normally on Wednesdays, but of course we'll have a couple that are out of order. So just make sure that you follow that. Um, subscribe on Instagram. Nope. Subscribe on uh, and follow on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and wherever else we're at. Podbean. We're on everything. And Spotify. And, um, we're on everything. Yeah. So Look do that. Up. And then, you know, stuff. we have that email, dfwto8493 at gmail.com. That, that thing. You have that email if you want to do something with it. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yep. That's done. We're done. Next week, Icelandic creatures. Hopefully, you'll come back next week because you're, you're like, this is a clusterfuck. What the hell? But we love you guys. We do. Guys, seriously, be careful. Um, Have a great Thanksgiving. God, be careful. And I I hate to say this, but don't spend time with your families. If you love your families, <laughs> don't spend time. And don't follow our social media. And if you don't like your family, it gives you an excuse. <laughs> Especially if your family claims to be Native American and they're not. <laughs> Oh but my no, lord, be careful guys. Keep it small, keep it safe, wear your mask. If you yes, if you do um, have plans to see your family, please keep the gathering yeah, small. Yeah, be 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 just be careful. I I'm very scared for what the weekend's going to bring and we all need to be careful and if you really care about your families, you'll be safe and you know, just just do a Zoom Thanksgiving this year. There you go. Just don't watch host. No. No, you might kill grandma on 
Thanksgiving. Please don't do that. What's this new movie you were all watching? Oh, God, somebody get grandma. <laughs> My grandma would probably just be like, oh, that's nice. Wouldn't even give a shit. No. All right, guys, we love you. Have a good Thanksgiving. Be safe. See you Bye. next week. Bye.